Brother Willie, brother, man, I'm doing black tastic, man. Brother Willie told me come over here and come holler at you, man. So I said, let me go ahead and get over here and come holler at you, man. Okay, Tell right. the people what your name is, man. My name is Infinite Law. I'm a returned citizen. Um, I did 32 years in the Virginia Department of Corrections. Been home now, going on a little three and a half years. Um, I'm personally now the owner and manager of the Supreme Flea Market. Okay. Yeah, right now, and I'm also the program manager for Community Unity and Action, which is a nonprofit that works in the city. Most of the city uh, public housing gardens you see, that's us. You know, we work um, in communities all about revitalization. All right, so how you got the name, brother? Uh, that's a that is a dope name. Like, I appreciate it, but um, it was given to me, brother, by brother name, um, Uban Universal, our master, law. Um, when I first came into the Virginia Department of Corrections and saw the Corrections Center back in 1986, um, the brother saw me, saw something in me, saw potential, and so he invested time and energy in helping me get the knowledge of myself and my relationship to my people, to my community, and you know, just the world. And so the name was given to me after another while. Yeah, that's that's such a dope name. So the next question I want to ask you, uh, like, how long you been home? If you don't mind me asking you that question, it's going on close to four years now. You know, and I've, I've just been diligent, um, staying in contact with Brother Willie, Brother Hassan Shabazz, and many other brothers and sisters for that matter. But I just really, really been grinding on this vision. Being productive and being a, um, an asset person so to my community, to my family, and all. So I've just been crying, and I'm, I'm blessed to have a good support for family Okay, so coming home from prison, like, what? Uh, what motivated you, like, when you first came out? Because, you know, some guys, they come home, they don't have family. Uh, they, you know, they stuck in the old, like, the old time when they went right, in, right. you know, when beep was in things. Right. So how did you make that transformation when you came home? Well, it was like, first of all, um, when I came home, I was already working the plant. Okay. You know, um, for the last 15 to 20 years of my incarceration, I was doing community service. From within the prison environment, by connecting to people that I met through, like Brother Willie, Brother Geronimo, and them at different programs, and I, I, I maintain those relationships. And then I study. I, I, I learn as much as I can about economics, economics, um, and I just continue to try to give back in that environment. And then uh, right before I came home, uh, matter of fact, it's four and a half years before I came. Me, Brother Hassan Shabazz, Brother Lockheed Wise, Allah, and Brother Father, you might have seen him. He's out here now. We actually developed a reentry model that the Virginia Department of Corrections is still using to this day. It's called RAIL. And uh, so I guess that gave the indication to Powers and V that we were ready. So I just came out and continued working in relationships and networking with people and organizations that I met while I was in Virginia Defenders, uh, Criminal Justice uh, Network, all of that, Virginia Prison Justice Network, and all. Shout out to uh, all of those people. All right, so if, if, I didn't, uh, if I heard you correctly, you said that you're the owner of this of this place. Yes. Uh, me and my me and my, my queen, my wife. Okay. Um, I'm, we're, we're full ownership of it in April. We're now managing.
Okay, man, I want to say congratulations on that, man. That's a that's a major step up. So how long you been running the place? Well, we've been running it now, me personally, a little over a year. Okay. You know, now about, yeah, about a year, uh, Mr. Richard, he's on the wall. So finally giving me some more uh, leeway to start putting it in place now. All right, so you did 32 years in prison, right? You came home, right? And those relationships that you built in prison, you came home and worked on it some more. So what advice would you have to a person who's a returning citizen? Like, they just came out today. Right. They just came home today. And they like, man, I ain't like you, though. You know what I'm saying? My life ain't like yours, bro. So what, what would be your advice to them? And, like, letting them know, like, to keep pushing, keep going, or the things they should do. First thing you should do is to work with the together. You know what I mean? Actualize your, your truth through the medium that you have it at your at your hands. And if you don't seem as though you have any assets or people or resources around you, on those things. That's where you know get a job and start saving something, even if it ain't number five. Something that you can help extend yourself out to the um, people and places that you want to reach. Whatever life you strive to live, then you have to do diligence to do that. And I think that that's what it is. And being patient, just being honest with you. Great advice. And you know what I like that you said? You said, go get the job yes, first. Right. And then stack your paper up and then right. invest into whatever it needs to be invested into. Because right. it's this thing that's trending now. Oh, you don't need no job. You don't need no job. And I'm like, okay, well. Right. They said if a man, if a man don't work, a man don't eat. But I said if a man don't work, a man don't eat unless he's a leech. Right? So I'm yeah. glad that you put that out there um, to, to let the people know that. Yeah. Right. Um, what are the other things that you would like to bring to the community, you know, um, as far as helping the youth? Right. Right. Um, we see we have this great gathering of brothers from returning citizens. Right. That, you know, uh, which the things that you would do for the youth? Well, um, I'm actually working with a few people like Brother John out in Fairfield Court, you know, which is called Clean Dreams. That's his organization where he's reaching out to the youth out there. You know, what I mean, that's dealing with. Uh, whether it's from that particular uh, platform, it's dealing with, you know, substance abuse, you know, and also being a mentor. You know, uh, then we have Keisha Cummings that I'm working with, Sister Alda Fairfield. I'm not, pardon me, Wickham Court, where she's really everywhere. But principally, she's like in Gilpin Court and uh, Fairfield Court and things of that, and Wickham Court. And so, you know, we are reaching out, and I'm striving to be a part of it. I work three jobs as well. Okay. So it's like, that's what I do, but the first place I try to teach is my great nephews, my nephews children. You know what I mean? Giving them that message because you want to start at your own house first, if you can. Mm -hmm. If not, you reach out each one between each one teacher. Mm. That's yeah, that's that's dope, man. Where you doing wonderful things, right? And I was uh, I interviewed somebody else out here, right? And I asked him this question: What is like the funniest, wildest story you got from being in prison, incarcerated? Oh, the funniest? Yeah, the funny. I don't want to hear no sad ones. I want to hear like uh, some that was like that you just can't stop tripping about, laughing about, you know? Uh, one of the funniest stories that immediately came to mind 
had to deal with a brother named uh, Wally uh, L. Shabazz, another one of my brothers. And uh, we were mentors at the reentry program that I had seen. And so, Wally, he's going to kill me for saying this, but Wally couldn't really visualize what the vision was, but how uh, prisoners going to be able, allowed to run a program. And so, when Allah King Wise told him, he said, well, look, man, you just got to give it yourself. He said, man, look, I ain't got a pocket pen set up, put it, throw it out. And so, that was kind of funny. That's not one of the things. Some funny stories are like, you know, children's sister stories, so, you know. Okay, um, and I want to know this, right, um, because I'm always interested in people who are returning back to society, and I, I always like to know, it's like, what motivates you? Personally, like, what motivates you to keep going? What motivates you to do the things that you are doing? Because like I said, you're doing wonderful things. You're doing great things, and I see that you're a man that have goals and direction. What, like, really motivates you? Like, what makes you say, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to do what I do? I'm going to work. I'm going to serve the community. What drives you to do that? What push you to do that? My bloodline, which is my mother. My mother was a social worker. And, uh, a rich, a rich social worker. And I seen how she, you know, took you would like to say um, to the public, you know, just anything that you could think of, any inspirational words, motivational words for the people. And matter of fact, I know I already asked you about the, the people coming home from prison, the brothers coming home from prison, but what do you say for a person who never been incarcerated, right? And they struggling. What advice would you have for them? Would it be the same advice that you have for the brother that just came home from prison, or would it be separate advice for the one that's, he never been incarcerated, but he broke right now, right. he's struggling. See, that's the common ground. You know what I mean? So there's commonality in anything if we take the time to really look at beyond our own circumstances and look to the next person, and we can see common ground, whatever it may be. And so I was kind of um, say the same thing. Okay. One of the um, most powerful pieces I and I use in the depth was uh, Brother uh, uh, Sakil told me, Sakil Ali, he said one day, he said that when spiders unite, they can take down a lion. And that was mm. profound to me, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, after the problem. Mm. Meaning that when we come together, 
and we find a common ground, and that's where we differ at, where we find a commonality. Then we, we, we put this together, it's just like the fabric of our shirt. It's just like the air we breathe, that's a fabric that comes together, you know, carbon, hydrogen, and all of these other things, combined in order for us to live. So we can take lessons from that. Mm. That's, you know, one of the greatest things that work together. Find, if you have something good in you, and you don't have a job or whatever, go and find another good person. You may, you'll see them out there and introduce yourself. A closed mouth don't get there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Woo! That was deep. <laughs> spiders come the. <laughs> yeah, the spiders unite. They can take down a line. They can take down a line. Caution, Mike. Woo! You just almost, you just blew me back from my next question. That's, woo, that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's deep right there, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's woo. So the next question I was gonna ask you because you sound like a man that has knowledge of self, right? Can you explain uh into deeper detail for people who don't understand of having knowledge of self? Well, um in the in the most simplest way of explaining that. Knowledge of self is being able to see yourself in others. Being able to recognize your, your feelings, your, your beliefs, your, your growth, and being able to see it in other people and being recognizing the commonality. Because that's all knowledge of self is. I'm not talking about the individualistic sense of self. I'm talking about the collective sense of self. Because we as human beings, we're social creatures by nature. You know what I mean? At least that's what I want to be true. I need another human being in order for me to do things that I do because we live in a society where people are living together for a common So knowing and understanding that in my reality, that means that, okay, then I try to find what's in me that can contribute to the great And conversely, it can also be what I can take from my community. You know what I mean? Because you still have to be able to recognize things outside of yourself. You know what I mean? The people, places, the things, and events. And being able to understand that in all the totality of all things, we we all here together. I like that because, you know, most people, when they think knowledge of self, or they hear words like do for self, they think it's just on them. And they don't have to connect with anybody else. So I'm glad that you shared some light on that. Um, So before I let you go, right, I want to ask you, do you have any social media platforms? Give out the uh, address to the location we are okay. right now. And- All right. Yeah, uh, Community Unity in Action is on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. It's Community Unity in Action, RBA. Um, my email address is alawinfinite7154 at gmail.com. You can reach out to me that way. And the Supreme Flea Market. Right here, it's at 3302 Williamsburg Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23631. And I appreciate the time. All right. And one more question, brother. Yes, Is Dave Ray not in these spots in here? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those who are on the go that are striving, because, like I said, it's this collective vision. We have um, spaces that range from $125, um, that's a 10 by 10. Um, then we have even larger spaces. That'll be about a month or? Yeah, um, um, this month. Okay. Yeah, um, so uh, the Supreme Fleet Market at our phone number is 804 888 
Brother Rich, what's the rest of the uh, phone up here? This, this is the only by the back. Brother, that's training me to turn this your time brother and I'm going to say this before I let you go remember that you're powerful remember that you're awesome remember that you can do all things peace